Welcome to the Positively Midlife Podcast. We are college friends now in our 50s exploring midlife together. Join us on this journey filled with honest discussion on the topics and challenges that are important to women at midlife. A rut is defined as a habit or a pattern of behavior that has become dull and unproductive. But it is also one that is so hard to change. Mm -hmm. And today we are going to talk about how to identify when we are in a rut and more importantly, how do we break out of a rut? Well, isn't that the biggest question, Tish? A (laughs) midlife rut. Um, Yes. You know, right? We all go into ruts now and then. And, you know, different things could really be the cause. For me, I know I'm in a rut when I feel like I'm kind of on autopilot. When I'm hibernating at home, that's another way I know I'm in a rut. And when I'm doing things like mindlessly scrolling, eating like shit, if I could put it that (laughs) way, not focusing on my sleep, it, it becomes a snowball for me. Yeah, yeah. I, I start visiting, you know, those two very bad men, Ben and Jerry. <laughs> I thought you were going to say I your love, friends tick and talk. Your friends tick and talk. <laughs> no, I love me some Ben and Jerry. I'm just saying I eat maybe too much of Ben and Jerry. All right. Well, recently, I personally have been going through a bunch of changes. Yeah. And I was recovering from this big medical emergency that I went through. And and I find that like this post-trauma mm-hmm. that I discovered that I was deep into this rut and I had gotten out of my regular routine of work and my regular activities. And while I needed and my body needed the rest and just to lay back for a few weeks, coming out of it has left me in this deep rut. Mm-hmm. And Ellen, all I want to do is shake myself out of it, but it's hard. Yes. No, you, you know what? It, it is hard. And Tish, I became concerned for you. And I know you were concerned mm-hmm. after your health issue, even with the rest, it didn't feel like rest and healing anymore for you. No. I noticed mm-hmm. you weren't playing pickleball. You weren't mm-hmm. going out with friends. You were turning down invitations, you know, all the things you usually love to do. So yeah. I was really happy when you brought this topic up and, and to the table for us to do a podcast on, because you know what? Self-awareness, as we say, is always the first <laughs> step to making a change. So today we're going to share four signs that you may be stuck or you might be in a rut and how we can get unstuck because one time or another, all of us find ourselves here. But before we get to this exciting topic, let's take a few minutes to talk about our our, our obsessions. What do you got for me this week, Tish? You know, I love our obsessions. So <laughs> Ellen, I don't know if you wear any of these summer hats, these big straw summer hats, right? Do you, yeah, do I you? do. Are you? I okay. do, totally. So what do you do when you go out and you got your toad on you and you have the hat, but you go in someplace and what are you supposed to do with this hat? Right? Yeah. Well, I found the coolest hat clips that you can attach it to your 
um, tote bag. So when you're ready to take it off, it's not going to get left or smushed around. And it's really cute little leather and it's a magnetic. So it's not going to mess up the brow of your hat, but it's a hat clip for summer straw hats. And you look kind of chic and polished walking around with it. (laughs) I love that. I have not seen these, but what a great idea. I never know what to do with my hat and it does usually get smushed. (laughs) (laughs) Or left behind. I've done that too. Left them behind. It's so, so true. That, that's my little summer obsession right now. But what about you, Ellen? What's your obsession? Well, first, I have to say, uh, great hat and French sunscreen, and you've got it going on right for the summer. So <laughs> I am going to run out and buy one of these hat clips. <laughs> well, I know that you have Silver City Pink as your signature <laughs> lip color. Yes, yes. I know we've talked about it before. And my signature lip color is Clinique Black Honey the color that looks good on everyone. But this weekend, a friend gave me the Black Honey Lip Gloss, and it's a pop plush Black Honey Lip Gloss. And in the summer, it's so nice. It's a little thicker. You know, your lips can get dry being out in the sun, just outside hiking. And I'm just going to give another push for Black Honey um, it, they say it's the perfect blend of blue, red, and yellow that looks good on any skin tone. And I have to say, I agree. Love it. Love it. I'll have to try that one. So it's, it's shiny, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I've got it, it on. What do you think? Oh, I'm loving it. Yeah. So we can see each other. We do, <laughs> it, we right. do these things every Zoom, <laughs> so we can see each other, but it's nice. <laughs> All right. So we will post our weekly obsessions on our website and in the show notes, but you know, what does a rut or being stuck look like? And how do you know if you're in one? I think sometimes you're feeling tired, you're feeling run down, even when you wake up, and you lack the usual excitement for activities, and you're avoiding social situations like we talked about before. And I think if you can't remember the last time you felt joyful or excited for life, Then if these sound familiar, I think you're in a rut or you're just stuck. What do you think, Tish? You know, exactly. And, and, and I want to caution people here too. I think there's a fine line between being in a rut and being in a mild depression, Mm -hmm. but both of them need to be addressed because they're both going to impact your life. Right? So depression, I think can very easily be mistaken for being in a rut. Right. So uh, if if you're not sure, seek some professional advice. Talk mm-hmm. to a health therapist, talk to your doctor. If it's gone beyond just like that blase feeling, mm-hmm. it may be something that you need some additional help for and certainly nothing wrong with that, right? That's right. We are very pro therapy here on this podcast and mm-hmm. I agree. And it's really important that we address all our mental health issues, no matter what they are. But, you know, doing some research for this um, topic, I read an article by Masterclass, that online platform where you can take classes from experts in like almost any topic, cooking to psychology. Mm -hmm. Um, And they had a really great article on getting stuck. And they had four ways, you know, if you're in a rut, lack of inspiration, So lack of motivation for hobbies and passions, Tish, not playing pickleball, I think right there, right? Yes. Negative thoughts, right? If you feel like you're not progressing, you could 
engage in negative self-talk. I know women are very prone to this, but this is definitely a sign. Inability to complete tasks. And I know you mentioned this to me. It's like you didn't even want to do the laundry, right? And yeah, those 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 chores just pile mm-hmm. up and it becomes an, an additional burden, an additional uh, uh, obstacle for getting out of those ruts. Totally. And what, what's what's the fourth one? It's resistant to change. Like, you know, you need to change. Mm. You're saying things like, oh, I can't get ahead of myself or, you know what? I really need to change this, but you just, you can't do it. It feels overwhelming. Mm-hmm. You know what? I my mother used to call that stop wallowing in it. It's like, <laughs> well, it's like it's like we're savoring the rut or something like that, right? <laughs> so we don't want anyone to be savoring and, and wallowing in their ruts, right? Or okay? marinating in it. Marinating. Well, I like that. I like right? that. I like yeah. that marinating. Yeah. So no marinating in a rut. You, you get you get a moment and then it's time to move on. So I think those are great indicators, you know. All of us, and, and I want everyone to understand there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with you. All of us are going to find ourselves in a rut at some time or another, right? Mm-hmm. And so we just wanted to look at what are some tips to get ourselves out of it. Yeah. Now, again, I, I have to say, if you're concerned in any way that it's a little bit more than being in a rut, there's absolutely no shame in saying, mm-hmm. I need help. You That's know, right. Ellen, I, I was really taken aback in, in a great way. Um, but I don't know if you had a chance to hear the former um, first lady, Michelle Obama, talk about her personal struggles with mild depression. You know, I did. I adore her and I read yes. her book. And again, so proactive and so uh, vulnerable putting herself out there. I feel yeah. like she has just really shown everyone around the world that it's okay to have struggles. And she's a strong, successful, dynamic, beautiful woman, just being open, right? Her openness is really to help other people feel okay about it too. And, you know, I've been to therapy and family therapy. We've talked about this on Mm -hmm. the podcast in the past. I think it's a great way to address things and to grow here at midlife. Um, And this is a time with a lot of major changes that can definitely impact us. You know, exactly. Whether it's a rut or more, you know, the first step is admitting to yourself that something is going on. Okay. Like you said, you started noticing stuff about me, but you hadn't said anything yet, which is fine. You know, it's, it's, we need to have, uh, allow the people around us to kind of get out of things, but you want to start talking about it and then seek out some help. Right. So the message is you don't have to stay in these bad feelings. If you feel you are in a rut, there are things that you can do. And so we're going to be here to encourage each of you along with me. That's right. Try to get out of this rut together. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, first things first, evaluate the situation. The first step of getting out of anything or making any change is to understand how you got here. Why are you here in the first place? Notice the signs and figure out what area of your life is causing this. Um, And I think that's a really great place to start. You know, I love my morning shows, Good Morning America and the Today Show. So Dr. Fornari on GMA, Good Morning America, 
You know, they shared that although the lifetime rate of depression is about one in five nationally, generally 10% of the U.S. population experiences a depressive episode lasting more than two weeks. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Did you know that you can change what you taste by what you hear? How can you use sound to make a deeper connection with your clients? Can we be healed with sound? Sound influences people in their buying decisions and their daily lives. In the podcast audio branding, I explore all of this, both with my own observations as a voice actor of over 15 years and by interviewing knowledgeable professionals in the field of advertising, marketing, music, and science. To have a listen for yourself, visit audiobrandingpodcast.com. Wow. You know, that that's a huge statistic, right? So again, if you feel isolated and alone in in the rut or a mild depression, see that that statistic alone just tells you there's a lot of people struggling. So stressors that may contribute Mm -hmm. to the development of an episode of depression or rut um, can include things like financial hardships, illness, Mm -hmm. loss, and as there's so many stresses in life, like life right now is just stressful, right? So that yeah. any of these things can bring this on. Of course. And I think for you, it was illness, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think we feel really vulnerable um, as middle-aged women when we have a medical issue. So I think that's, it's really important to know these can come from many different places. Um, so again, I'm going to cite a, a source. Psychology Today says the closest disorder to a rut is the DS in the DSM is um, dysthemia, which is just a mild chronic cousin of depression, which is just low energy, low mood, loss of interest and loss of pleasure. And I think that kind of really does say what a rut is to me. Um, yeah. And, right. Um, exactly. The reason we need to take it seriously is we don't want to leave it going. We don't want it to go on and on when we can take action. And the other thing I think is really important is to practice self-care and well-being when I find myself there. And I like this idea, Tish. I read about this um, idea of micro goals. Um, and I also have heard of micro joys, these two things, you know. And micro goals, don't try and do a 180 and pull yourself up out of the couch, you know, but just try and do one self-care activity and add one thing to your daily routine at a time. What do you think about this idea of micro goals and micro joys? You know, I love that idea because what what they used to say, you know, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. One bite at a time. If if you try to do it all at once, it's just too overwhelming and you don't move forward, right? So that makes sense to me, Alan. Um, So, you know, ruts can be creative ruts, romantic ruts, Mm -hmm. career ruts. Sometimes it's just midlife rut because you just feel (laughs) like you have been there for everybody else, but then you don't feel supported. And and it doesn't even have to be like a a true, you don't, that you're not supported. It's Mm -hmm. feelings. We're talking about feelings, feelings of being overwhelmed. So whatever the kind of rut that there is, there are ways to pull ourselves out of it. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Well, I'll share one of mine. And I know you know this because whenever you're here, the first thing we do is get (laughs) out into nature, put on those hiking shoes and get out there and walk. Um, So heading outdoors with a friend or a group or by myself. And I love to go to Lake Bontempe. That's where we've gone several times, Tish. Mm -hmm. And just it's in my town, put on some great music on my Spotify and just be in nature uh, and quiet, right? The quietness. Mm, I like that. And I like the music aspect of it as well. Um, You know, Alan, sometimes, um, you know, when I'm in a rut, it's hard for me to, to even think about getting out of bed. You know, Mm -hmm. sometimes it can be that bad, right? Yeah. So for me, one of the, one of the strategies I use is trying to get ready the night before Mm -hmm. by removing roadblocks that I know are going to trip me up in the morning, you know? So it's something as simple as getting the coffee all ready to go. So even if the thought of going to the kitchen is like, oh, I don't want to go in there and maybe there yeah. was dishes left. So yep. getting all the dishes, getting everything clean. So when I walk in there, it's fresh and new. The coffee, just push the button. It's ready to go. So I know for me, and I've said this so many times, my environment um, really reflects my state of mind. Mm-hmm. So messy house means I'm struggling. Messy mind. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I really like the idea of taking 10 or 15 minutes at night to just get those dishes done, straighten up, do whatever it is. For me, a lot of times it's what am I going to (laughs) wear the next Mm. day, right? You can have that. So I think those are really good things just to take those few minutes at night. And, you know, remember when we were in college, Tish, and I know I did this. I had to clean my dorm room before studying for a big test or exam, you know, putting it off. So I started studying more at like, you know, nine or 10 o'clock at night. Did you do that? You know, I thought it was just like an avoidance thing. Yes, totally. But but I think there was some method to our madness. Mm -hmm. We had to have a clear environment to clear our heads, to open us up for receiving the information, right? It's true. It's true. And I think, you know, a lot of people say their number one recommendation is to clean your bedroom. And when you get up every day, make your bed because you've accomplished something as soon as you get up. So I think that is just a great way to remove roadblocks. And as we said, sounds small, These are micro goals, micro victories, (laughs) micro joys. Um, I I love that idea of micro victories. And and I think when you're in a rut, every micro victory is a huge leap forward. Right. They build. They they add up. They Mm -hmm. add up. Yes. You know, I remember several years ago, ironically, I was recovering from another big medical issue. Oh, man. Um, And a really good friend of mine, uh, Melanie, she came over with her daughters. They came with their cleaning buckets. And she said, we're going to clean your house. And I I about died of embarrassment because Mm -hmm. I was so overwhelmed and so weak. And I just, and she said, we don't care. This is why we're here. And I got to tell you that when they were done, it was like a burden was lifted off me. Mm-hmm. And, and it was really the really the start of shaking me out of the rut that I was in at that time. 
And I can tell you that was one of the best gifts recovering that I could have ever asked for. So I, I'm going to tell you, if, if, if you have a friend who's going through a difficult time, grab, grab the Lysol. <laughs> and the soft scrub and get on over there because yeah, yeah. fold it, some it, laundry fold some laundry for them right yes yes it's just something little mm-hmm. yeah but it was huge for me at the time and it really started me on an emotionally getting out of a bad rut I was in at that time mm-hmm. I really like that I love this so you know, remember that like a rut can be this dull, unexcited feeling. And one way to kind of shake that up is really changing the scenery. Um, and for me, like I said, that could be a hike in the woods or a drive to Stinson Beach just with my dog for a long walk. It, I think what's important here is these don't need to be elaborate. They don't need to include a lot of people. You don't need to feel forced. But changing that scenery will start or change your flow of energy. And, you know, I work from home. Sometimes I feel isolated. I just go to a coffee shop downtown and sit outside with my computer, get some vitamin D, a nice cup of coffee, and people watch. And just this simple change of scenery can make the difference. Oh, that's, I I like that. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes I think, you know, even the thought of getting out of the house for someone is even, you know, too overwhelming. Yeah. Um, And sometimes, you know, it's, if you can just get over that little, you know, heap there, sometimes the best way to get out of our own negative headspace is to stop focusing on ourselves Mm -hmm. and, and turn the focus to someone else. Helping someone else can sometimes be the best thing to helping yourself. So I so agree there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, shifting that focus to other people, um, it, it can it can really change things around for you. Most definitely. And I think I've always found that when I volunteer or just even help a neighbor, you know, yeah. it's it's so easy to just do an act of kindness, pay it forward in some way. It does again, doesn't have to be big. It's a, it's just building. Um, But I know you have a suggestion if you don't even want to leave the house, but you're in a rut. What do you do, Tish? But here's the thing. If you can focus on just looking better, Mm -hmm. sometimes it's so easy to stay in that rut when you're in your, you know, old sweatpants that are (laughs) stained and torn up and that super comfy oversized t-shirt and stuff like that. But what I'm going to tell you is, you know, get in the bathroom and take what I like to call is a rock star shower. I mean, you're going to shower, like you're going to be going on tour that you're going to be, you know, like the shower, like when you're getting ready to go to a wedding or some big event, right? So I like the rock star shower, rock star shower. Yes. Like all the good sense that you have, that you Mm -hmm. can put all lotions and stuff that you can put all over your body, go bring out those luxe products that you have that, you know, maybe somebody gave you at a holiday and light some candles in the bathroom, Mm -hmm. put on some upbeat music, make it like you are going to be going to a photo shoot. That's how I want you to treat yourself at that moment. And I'm going to tell you, it's going to turn your mood around. 
It's so true. I must have 20 face masks and body scrub. Like they're all in there, right? Including the yes. razor for the legs, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> um, and just really spending some time on self-care. And that's kind of some physical self-care. I think, you yeah. know, that can really, as you said, make a difference. One of the other ways I know you and I have talked about self-care in the past is by gratitude journaling. And I think this is such a great way. There's a lot of research around this that, you know, uh, starting your day or ending your day um, by journaling and writing what you're thankful for and what you, you know, can really make such a difference um, in people's lives. And I know, Tish, you've been journaling a lot lately, right? Yeah, yeah. I think when you start to journal about gratitude in particular, I mean, Mm -hmm. journaling is fabulous. When you start to talk about gratitude, it makes you, it forces that focus to be on positive things. And it, and it has a great trajectory for the rest of your day, right? Then again, getting out of that wallowing as my mother would call it. Um, But I think another great suggestion is, you know, maybe make a coffee date or a lunch date with a friend that is, that you know, is that really supportive friend, the one that's full of laughter, like their laughter is contagious. Yeah. Stay away from your more mellow down, you know, Debbie Downer kind of friend. You don't have the energy to lift that person up right now. So seek out that contagious laughter, that one that you can just crack up and be silly with, um, because that's what you need right now. Mm -hmm. You know, I wholeheartedly agree. And this made me think about a time where my kids heard me laughing so hard, they had to come out down into the room where I was. And of course, I was watching Bridesmaids, I think the funniest (laughs) laughing movie ever made. So I'm going to say also... You know, you can always put on Bridesmaids or whatever other movie you find to be the funniest movie ever. I think that you're right. Nothing beats good. A good, good, good belly lap. A laugh, excuse me. Mm -hmm. Um, And I do think that sharing with your good friends, you know, like when you shared with me, like, hey, you know, I'm not feeling right here. Our communities want to come together and support us, our communities of friends. And I think that's really important that, you know, reaching out, whether it's one or many, um, just to get that support you need. And of course, you know, when I was reading in psychology today, they had an interesting analogy that talks as a rut as like no music. You stop hearing the music and colors are muted. And that Mm. faded color feeling is a result of reduced activation in the reward center of the brain. So I think this is really fascinating. We talked about how music, Tish, a little earlier, can just be so healing and how people's brains react to their favorite music. Researchers found that people's brains got excited, right? When sometimes when the brains of other people who were in a rut or feeling down, they didn't even notice the music was playing. So that's, that's to me was a really interesting kind of analogy. And I do feel like um, music again is one of those things that can take you back to a time, to, to a memory, to a location. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I read that article as well and, and I think it was a great article. I think, I think what really helped me understand, um, that the situation, if you have chronic stress, it can wear us out emotionally mm-hmm. and it can bring on a whole rut situation for you. You know, I think that that is spot on and the chronic nature of stress can really have devastating consequences on our health here at midlife. Mm. um, If we don't address it, I read a fabulous book called burnout all about women at midlife and the burnout that we're facing from chronic stress. I will put a link to that in our show notes. It's a fabulous resource, but maybe you can tell me why chronic stress is so dangerous, Tish. You know, first of all, you know, there's no recovery period, right? That when you're in this chronic state of stress, that there's no chance to come up for air. Okay. And so you're treading water, you're, you're, you're barely keeping your, you know, your, yourself there. Right. And, um, you know, you need to head in a different direction. You know, mm-hmm. the second thing is this chronic, um, state kind of wears us out, reducing our resources for recovery, just in general. So imagine a rug that is exposed to foot traffic, right? Because yeah. we all have those rugs in our house, right? We do. And, and it has a pattern over time, over and over and over. So, and then the next thing you know, it can't, it can't bounce back, right? Because it has this constant fatigue, this constant stress against it, right? Or, or that little kid that's poking you, right? With, um, with his finger. And it's just all day, same spot, all day, same spot. Right. Right. And and then it just takes this tiniest thing and you lose it. Right. And it's just so (laughs) out of proportion to what's happening, but it's this idea of this chronic stress on you, these chronic factors of, um, not being able to breathe and recover and kind of bounce Mm -hmm. back. And so, and, and I think, and last and most dangerous of all, is we get used to being in this chronic state, right? Yeah. Our, our, our brains, um, a world of muted colors, faded music, um, this constant hum that happens of stress becomes our normal. And it's so normal, in fact, that it doesn't even seem like a big deal anymore. And I think that is the real fear, right? When we feel extreme pain or anger and our bodies um, are push, you know, it, it, we become unable to deal with it anymore, right? Mm-hmm. So when this mild, um, when this discomfort is mild and persistent, it just becomes so hard to find the motivation to change. If we're getting burned, right? We know to pull back. We pull right. back. We yank right. our hand back. But when the heat is gradual and consistent and then in harming, it, it's hard for us to know to pull our finger back to say, ow, right? And I think that's the danger of the chronic stress. Well, and I think it's cumulative here at midlife, you know, when it's been going on for 5, 10, 15, mm. 20 years or more, um, it really, you're almost numb to it at that point. And I really do feel that that burnout can have a big, 
big impact here. You know, another thing that um, I read about in psychology today, I know you and I read a lot Mm -hmm. in that journal, um, uh, preparing for the episode is that spontaneous behavior can lead to new and surprising territory. And that it opens the door and escorts us into spaces we haven't had time to imagine. So it's the com- kind of combination of surprise and novelty. It kind of floods our brain with dopamine. Of course, we have to talk mm-hmm. about dopamine yes. here, which is uh, one of the neurotransmitters. And a dopamine surge makes us excited and curious and adventurous, even for a short time. So Going out of your comfort zone, being spontaneous can really help with that. You know, the other curious thing about that article that was actually kind of a surprise to me was the connection of autonomy. And the more we have a feeling of autonomy or that we have control over our actions or what's happening in our lives and stuff, Mm -hmm. the closer we are going to get to getting out of a rut. Yeah. So if you think of these, especially when it comes work-related, you, you're in a very stressful situation. You don't feel you have control, right? So think about the last time you worked for like a big micromanager kind of personality, right? What did that do to your motivation? No, it's true. It, it really zaps it. And it, yeah, it sucks boss. the motivation yeah. right out of you. Right. Okay. And it's, it, it makes you not even want to do more. Right. It's true. And I think it can be in other areas of your life as well. It doesn't just have to be in a work situation, although I think that's a very good one. Mm -hmm. You know, it's really that feeling of being the captain of your ship and in control of your destiny. And I think a lot of times at midlife, we've taken on so much, whether it's still raising our kids, raising our kids, parents, you know, marriages, partners. And I think all of those can play into this Um, Yes, it can make all the difference. And as I said, a job is only as good as your manager. And I've had some Mm -hmm. great ones. And I've had a few micromanagers. And um, Mm -hmm. definitely, the ones that give me autonomy um, were the ones that got the better part of me. Right. Right. You you could give there's more to give. There's more to give when you do that. Um, You know, I I can personally relate to how much happier I am when I feel more spontaneous. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that has to do with being in control, you know, of my autonomy. And that, again, it doesn't have to be just be work-related. It can be your environment. Um, when you feel trapped in something, you don't right. feel, whether it's a relationship, whether mm-hmm. it's because of economics, you don't feel you can be as spontaneous, right? And I think for me personally, you know, all these chronic weeks of stress had left me in this rut. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I love some of the suggestions from this article, especially the one that had that talked about having a yes day. Yeah, we've talked about this before. Uh Having a yes day. And I liked when they suggested to ask a friend to plan a day together and not tell you in advance what you're going to do. Again, it's the spontaneity for you. It's the surprise and the kind of the feeling that you can be ready for anything. So, you know, here's the thing, Alan. What I want all of our listeners to kind of take away from the episode here today is 
if finding yourself in a rut can be the result, again, of this prolonged stress, it robs you of this joy, but there are things that you can do to shake yourself out of it. And I want people to like really believe that because I think sometimes when we get in these positions, we don't see the exit door for it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to just say, you know, hiking, getting in nature, gratitude, journaling, rock star shower, pampering, <laughs> self-care, cleaning your environment, having great friends come over and clean your environment, <laughs> music, right? And, yeah. uh, and, and reaching out to your community to help you. These are what, the what did you call that earlier? Micro, micro joy, micro victories, micro victories. Yes. Yes. I like that. Micro victories. Mm-hmm. That's right. And micro goals. So as you said, you don't eat an elephant in one bite. So take it um, a little bit at a time and just leaving everyone with, if the rut has progressed into something more serious where you feel like it could be depression, talk to your doctor or a mental health professional. We'll leave some resources in our show notes um, for anyone who's feeling that way. We'll also list the book I um, suggested on burnout and a couple of other resources that Tish and I looked at to put this episode together. So before we end, Tish, what got you out of your rut, if I can ask? You know, I I think I'm... I don't think I'm out of it yet. Okay. okay. I think I am working on it. And again, it had to do with some of these. One was talking to you, yes. you know, telling you that I was struggling. Yeah. I think that was hard to kind of admit to myself, mm-hmm. admit to you. Um, and then it was going through kind of the research that we did to do this yeah. episode today that I said, you know what? Um I don't want to be in this place. I don't, mm-hmm. this place doesn't feel good, you know? Yeah. So what are the steps that I need to take? And I'm starting to do those micro victories myself. Am Absolutely. I completely out of my rut? Not quite yet. Am I on my way there? Absolutely. So I want our listeners to come along with me. If you feel in a rut today, I'm telling you, try a couple micro victories and That's come right. out of this rut with me. All right, Tish, thank you for being so vulnerable and sharing with our listeners about your rut. And I have really enjoyed talking to you today about this. Till next week, midlifers. Till next week. week. Have a great week. The Positively Midlife podcast will drop every Wednesday. Become part of our tribe of women excited to thrive in midlife. Like, subscribe, and follow us wherever you listen and invite your friends along. Until next time, have a great week.